We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Friends, welcome to another episode of Brunch Talk by the Dateable Podcast. We're your hosts, Yue and Julie. And during the week, we have our main episode on the Dateable Podcast where we feature a story or an expert or a topic. And then for Brunch Talk, if you're new to this, we answer a burning listener question. These are burning. They're burning so bad, herpes doesn't know what to do with them. That's... (laughs) Just like what you want to talk about over brunch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's so nice to be back. And I'm so nice that we 
keep these episodes going. We experimented with this in the beginning. This used to be part of our main episode in our intro. Mm -hmm. And then Julie had this brilliant idea of taking it out and making it its own. And I think it's working really well because then we can answer these questions in a more timely manner. Yeah. And we go deeper. I think when they were in the main episode, it was definitely not 20 minutes that we talked about this. It was probably right, like five. Right. <laughs> Five, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it just didn't do it to justice and it got lost in the shuffle. So calling it out has been a good thing. And what we've heard from you all and, you know, keep the feedback coming with this is that it's a nice little, it's like an appetizer. You know, you get the appetizer, the small episode on Sunday, the full entree comes on Tuesday night, Wednesday, depending on your time zone. <laughs> there you go then what do we finish with dessert should we have a third show you know maybe after dark we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> sounding board after dark that's where it happens <laughs> mm, that could be an interesting spinoff show where we just talk about the most sexy and non-traditional topics or taboo topics it's an idea yeah, i like this i like this live brainstorming that's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we air it like after midnight you know yeah, on a friday this is, great. this is a peak for all of our listeners into uai's daily conversation <laughs> like, what if we did this what about this <laughs> it's a good call out for anybody who's uh you know who's curious and been following our journey is that we love creating content that is our thing and we want to keep creating content so the podcast definitely is a piece of that and we want to just do more so mm -hmm. you know we can open this up to other people who want to brainstorm yep. with us if you have other ideas for content that we could be creating you can always email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you have a burning question just email us there as well. Yeah. And there may be a few things in the pipeline that we cannot disclose yet. May maybe. <laughs> so cryptic. A few things up our uh, sleeves. We'll just say that. So cryptic. <laughs> I hate it when we have a secret and we can't tell people. I, I hate know. that. I know. Okay. You well, brunches okay. for secrets. UA and I will go to our own brunch, but you can share your secrets at your brunch. And <laughs> <laughs> this question today is I think has definitely been at our brunch before. We have spent hours talking almost, about this topic. Almost every brunch. <laughs> yes, almost every brunch. You and I and also brunches with other people. This is the burning question of modern dating. And the question is, who should pay for the first date? Yes. And for more context, the submission we got, I recently went on a great first date with a guy. We had a really fantastic time together. He found a new restaurant in town and both the drinks and conversation was flowing. But mm. then when the bill came, he didn't offer to pay. And when Ooh. I suggested splitting, he graciously took me up on it. Now I'm feeling turned off. Should I be mm. feeling this way? Ah, did I write this question? <laughs> yes. Was that me I from 10 years ago? From 10 years ago. No, no. <laughs> Signed uh, UA Shoe. Yeah. Because <laughs> that sounds exactly like me 10 years ago. And Julie knows this so well. I used to have very strict ideas on who should pay for dates. These gender roles that have been ingrained into my head for decades, I wanted to act out these you know, societal norms in my head. So I always felt like the man should pay for the first date and subsequent dates. I've since changed my tune, thank goodness. But ultimately, this question is about 
really is about intentions behind dates. So I truly believe that both people going into a date, both people should have the willingness to pay for the date because Mm -hmm. they are so excited to spend time with this person. But if we're falling back on a general rule, the one that I've found to work out pretty well is whoever asks out the person, whoever is doing the asking out will ultimately pay for the first date. I am so mixed on this one. (laughs) I feel like this one tears at me all the time. So hard. Because for multiple reasons, in theory, it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't split it. And like, even I was thinking like, for this example, okay, this person that the man in this is a hetero situation suggested this restaurant, so he should pay because he doesn't know her financial situation. He picked Mm -hmm. it. And there is a side of me that doesn't believe that because at the beginning of a relationship, you don't really know what where someone is but then Mm -hmm. so that would follow the logic that you just said whoever plans it should pay for it but then on the other side is a lot of times it's collaborative sometimes it's Mm -hmm. one person throwing it out that we should meet up the other person kind of riffing off that and then you find a plan like who in that case would pay that's it just gets a little hairy right Mm -hmm. the other side of it is you know if you really want an equal partnership like why are we holding dating to different standards why Mm -hmm. Do we feel like one person should own the finances if that's really what a modern relationship is that we want? Of course, if that isn't what you want, then maybe you have different views on this. But we hear all the time people that say, the number one thing to me is an equal partnership, yet like this submission, get upset when the person does not pay, the man Mm -hmm. does not pay. And it's such a double standard. And I'm not saying it talking down because I've been here myself. And there is this feeling of like ick in a way. But where is that coming from? It's coming from society. It's coming from the fact that we were told that this isn't how it is like that, like men pursue women, but all this stuff is so outdated, yet we hang on to it. And I think especially our generation that's kind of like at the cusp of more modern and traditional really struggles here. Because you kind of have these counter thoughts going at all times. So yeah. I think it's how do we, you know, break away from what we think we want or what we think should happen to getting to the root of why is this happening and like what does this actually mean? Because sometimes it's not always what we think should happen is what's actually best for ourselves finding a partner and a budding relationship. And that's the most dangerous part is when you set up yourself for disappointment. You expect Mm -hmm. one thing and the person who is expected to read your mind does not do the thing that you want them to do. And then all of a sudden, you're no longer attracted to them. I've been there so many times where I expect someone to do something, they don't do it. And then my my vagina is dry because I'm like, you know, no longer interested. (laughs) I personally feel like this is how, how do you view first dates? What if we viewed first dates as as many celebrations like a person's birthday or like an uh, event that you want to celebrate. It is sort of a celebration because you're celebrating the fact that you're meeting a person that you have really jived with or would like to spend more time with them. So we're seeing it as a more of a celebration. I think there is something really cool about whoever's initiating this to say, I want to take you out for this thing this meal, this coffee, this drink, that shows to me as the receiving end that you are taking, you are the one that's taking control of this and you are the one paying 
you know, in some in some respect. I would do this with friends too. If it's your birthday, let me take you out for your birthday. Mm-hmm. That's very clear that I'm paying for it. It does make sense to make this clear at the beginning of the date. So there's no, eh, when the bill comes, oh, no, should I, should I not? Just make it clear. If you're the one initiating, just make it clear to the other person that you are the one taking them out for that date. But when the bill does come, goes back to my first point, both people should have the intention of paying. So hmm. it's not the fake purse reach that I've done in the past. Right. <laughs> and then you go, oh, you actually do want my credit card? It's a very authentic willingness to pay for that meal or whatever, that check. And it, when the other person does pick it up to show that appreciation, also mm-hmm. a mistake I made in the past that I was just entitled little bitch, just like, yes, yep. you should pay without saying thank you. Just really show that appreciation. So here's the problem, though. I agree with everything you said foundationally, but mm-hmm. everyone views data so differently, right? So differently, yeah. I could see people say, well, if I just met up with a friend, we would split it. I wouldn't, you know, pay for all their coffee or I wouldn't pay for their drinks. And I think what you're saying is it's more of a celebratory event. But other people could say, you know, a first date isn't even a date. It's a meet. Yeah. And yeah. it's super casual. And, you know, in today's world, I think the world when men always paid, they were probably going on a lot less dates. Let's be honest. Mm. And women did not have the same financial means. So there's so mm-hmm. much different. The fact that we're actually still hanging on to this archetype is actually really fucked when you think about it because we're in a yeah. totally different world. And like, why is it fair that like, if, okay, like if you're thinking this is just a first meet and like men have, I don't know, 10 of these lined up in the next month, like should they have to pay for every last one? Like that's kind of messed up when you think about it. You know, we can make the argument that that's your, that's how you date is, you know, not doing that and building each one to be more of an event. But let's be honest, like people all date differently. And it's so hard to know on date one, how this person operates and what else is going on for them. You don't know their Mm -hmm. financial situation. You don't know their dating style. You don't know how modern or traditional they are. I mean, sometimes we've heard from men too. It's like, I don't want to like offer because that's actually insulting to modern women that are Mm -hmm. equals. It's just so hard to know. And I think we really, what I gather from all of this is that we can't, like if everything else on the date was wonderful, like don't let this be the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let this be the the thing. But I would also say it does make you more discerning in dating. Maybe you don't have 10 dates lined up because (laughs) you are the one doing the asking out. Maybe you don't want to pay for all those dates. It does make you a little bit more careful about who you pick to go on dates Mm -hmm. with. For me, this is just personal, personal opinion. I don't like splitting the bill with my partner. Uh, it does to me splitting the bill is a very pl- to me okay personally it's when you don't split the bill is one step away from being platonic so my partner and I do not split the bill we just take turns picking up the check or take turns you know getting things for each other because it's that 80 80 rule is like you keep mm-hmm. wanting to do these things for your partner so maybe in dating if we can see it more as not so much tit for tat but more like i'm willing i'm more than willing to do this and more more than willing to pay for this um, maybe that's just a better way of looking at it so that you're not like keeping tabs on people i've told you this story julie i've had friends who've been on dates where um afterwards she didn't want to go on a second date with him and he yeah. demoed her Demo, Demo requested yep. her for half of her wine during happy oh hour so i've bad. also had friends who went out to dinner with someone and he picked up the check 
check and afterwards when they out went out for tea uh he got the tea and he made her pay for it because he's like i got dinner so you're gonna get my tea which is kind of weird because she didn't get tea, any tea at all just stuff <laughs> like that i'm like it's just it's because we're so petty with this stuff yeah that it becomes that tit for tat what if we're just more than willing to financially invest in the Be other generous. person maybe we don't get into this weird funk that we're in it's just everyone is so different with everyone's money so too because then you yeah. could get resentful too if you're always yes. the one doing it and you know i've definitely had my share of situations where the check got really awkward i remember yeah. you know getting in line for i was ahead of date like at a coffee place and him basically being like you go first order yours and then i'll order mine i'm like it's like a two dollar coffee we're talking about you know and i think there are situations like that you're just like wait like why is this so tit for tat but then you know on the other side i also had this situation once that similar to the person that wrote in of like being invited to this restaurant Mm -hmm. i was had a startup at the time so i was not like had the income i normally did 500 brunches Speaking of brunches. (laughs) For like me, going out for a $60 dinner, that's like what it was, maybe even a little more with tip and stuff. Like that was not an everyday thing at that stage of my life. And I wanted to reserve that for like friends and stuff like that. And when this person invited me to this restaurant, it didn't actually even cross my mind that I'd be on the hook for half of it. So there was that. And then I remember also in this period, there was another time that I went to this wine bar and it ended up being super expensive. And we did Mm -hmm. like that, you know oh, like he offered first. And I was like, no, like I'll go half, you know, hoping that he'd be like, no, no, it's okay. And then he's like, okay, but only because like you're bootlegged, like you're bootlegging your startup right now, basically implying I had no money. Ew. And I was so turned off by that. Like Ew. he basically was like, I'm not going to like let you share it. And then I got so turned off that I like, insisted on doing it. And then I was like, fuck, this isn't really what I wanted to spend. And then I never wanted to see this person again. So it just was such a lose-lose, like the entire thing ended up being a lose-lose mentality. Ew, ew. That's the other thing is when money gets brought up such a sensitive issue for some people too i mean i get very sensitive about it because it is like are you implying that i can't afford this or are you, yeah. are you implying that you're better than me because you make right. more you can't afford this so ultimately this is such a tricky position we're in but all you can do is control yourself so if you find yourself in that position that julie just described you get invited to this restaurant that's really nice and maybe you don't want to spend the money going to that restaurant always have the maybe just have the intention that you're going to pay for at least your meal and if that is the case you just suggest another restaurant that is Mm -hmm. more affordable or suggest something less than a dinner at least you can control that aspect of yourself right i mean i think that should be a given personally for many reasons i'd say even this dinner i remember just being like oh my god this is so long and painful so like even aside from the money i would say any first date like keep it to something that's generally affordable for both parties right coffee and tea that's generally Generally, you know, gonna be five dollars and under, like, or something free. Like, there's so many options, but also even drinks, you can at least control how much you have. You know, like someone that is more conscious can just have one versus, you know having tons and tons and having the check add up. But when you're at dinner, you know it's going to be a certain amount of money, no matter what. Yeah. Well, there's something really freeing as a woman, I got to say, about wanting to pay for the date. And 
you know, since I've ch- changed my tune in the last couple of years, the last few dates that I went on, I would go to the bar first and just put on my credit card and mm. tell the guy just to put it on my tab. It just felt so empowering to do that. And all of the men that I went on dates with during this kind of scenario would always say, let me take you out to dinner next time or let me do this next time. It just felt like a more giving attitude <laughs> versus like, ooh, what are you taking away from me? It totally is. But as you're saying it, I'm like, I would never do that ever. <laughs> and I think it's and I think it's because of gender roles, you know? It's like I feel like I wouldn't want to like put it in this fat that I'm now the provider and taker. Like I yeah. think for me, I view it differently. And this is again mm-hmm. why this is such a challenging topic. And you know, people are probably like open this episode or start listening to this episode for a clear cut answer. And we're sorry we're not really giving you that because there are so many layers to it. But yeah. I personally, you know, I feel like yes, I like it like when there's times I treat and then they treat. And especially as you're in a more established relationship, you know, there's going to be another time where it will even out. Oh, for, it always evens out. Totally. But I think for me too, like I do like, you know, just splitting it down the middle because then I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it evening out because mm-hmm. it's not that, you know, I don't want to feel resentment that I'm not, they're not paying enough or I don't want to feel like I'm overpaying because of gender roles. But then, you know, like I also don't want to take advantage of them. Like I just feel like there's so many complexities. So I think sometimes splitting it down the middle is just easier. And that's just my point of view with it. Yeah. Maybe that is the answer that you all are looking for. So here's here's the answer. (laughs) Let me see if I can synthesize this. It's going on the date, expecting to pay for half. Always have that expectation. There are no shoulds. But you can only control what you do. So expect to pay half. And if the other person offers to pay for the whole thing, just be grateful and thank them. Right. And then go on dates that you're okay paying half on. Yes. Yes. So if you go in the expectation you're paying half, that will dictate what kind of dates you go on and the dates you accept. So yeah, I think that is the most clear cut way to do this. Whether Mm -hmm. you did the asking out or they did the asking out, just expect to pay at least for half. Yep. I mean, this is definitely, I'd say, more geared to women because we are the ones that hold this expectation, the hetero side of women. It's so fascinating because I remember we had this episode. I don't know if you remember. We did it a long time ago. Aaron, he was like one of our first gay men that we talked to. And I remember you asking him about the paying and he's just like this is so not an issue at all in gay dating like whatsoever he's just like why are you guys so obsessed with this like this is not so true and it makes sense right because the dynamic is different but i think for you know we also have all these unraveling of the things we've been taught for years past like we were talking about i think for hetero men we hear this a lot of I feel like they may be like women expect it or I don't want to overstep if she's a feminist. Maybe it's just bringing those conversations up earlier on in the date. Like it doesn't need to be like, do you want me to pay for this? But it could just be like, what are your views on, you know, courting or traditions versus modernness? I don't know. It's hard because like I would be as I'm saying this, I'm like, I'd probably be like, yes, all for equality, but then still be like, I wish they paid. (laughs) I mean, the same the same. It's hard for us to unlearn the Uh things that we've been hearing all of our lives. So yes, there's still that gut feeling of like, ooh, I don't feel good about that. But at the same time, it's it all goes back to the intention. 
Mm-hmm. So if your intentions are aligned with the person you're with, then you can get over these humps. And I think there's something nice if, I don't know, I've never been on a date like this, but something nice if some if a guy said, I would like to pay for this, are you okay with that, right? I was just like, going to say that as we're talking about it. I think for hetero men, this episode hopefully makes you aware of all the thought <laughs> processes that go on for women. So We've complicated. Many <laughs> bad books, bad Cosmo articles, like all of this stuff has been ingrained in us from a long long time ago. Yeah. I was talking to one of our listeners recently and um, was talking about like how the woman was never making plans. So he ultimately decided to end it. And I was like, you uh, have to remember, yeah. we've been ingrained to like not to like pull back. And it may yeah. not be a reflection whatsoever on you. It just yeah. might be that this is what she thinks she should be doing in dating. So yeah. understanding where we've been <laughs> is really important. It's kind of like all history, right? It's like you yeah. need to understand where it all originated, where all this came from. And that doesn't mean that that's really what they ultimately want in a partnership. But there are these you know, expectations, we'll keep using that word, that exist. And I think what you were just saying, UA, like saying like, I think it goes a long way, despite how modern women are, to pay for the most yeah. part. Mm-hmm. But then having that openness at the end allows you, you know, have that person say to you, actually, I do prefer to pay. Yes. Yeah. And then are you okay with that? Just get consent, you know, uh, around that. That's better than I think the are you okay with that is better than like, should we like the fake, like all of that's so performative, like the fake fake purse grab and, you know, all this stuff. So bad. I hate it. Because when you're in a relationship, none of that stuff matters. So why are we performing on a first date? If you're trying to suss this person out for a long term relationship, these are all bullshit things that we do. So just be open and honest and intentional about what you're doing. Now Mm -hmm. for anybody who's going on a lot of first dates, here's my little tip because I just remember this. If you're the one doing the asking out, try to go to like a place where you know the server or bartender Mm. or owner because they can give you some really great feedback about the people you're going on dates with. And sure, you can have a running tab there. It's fine. You pay for the date, but you get valuable advice and (laughs) feedback. I used to go to this bar all the time for my first dates. And the, oh my gosh, Julie, the feedback I would get on the men I was seeing, so it was astounding. I would go to the bathroom and I'd come back and the bartender, I would know, she'd be like, this is a no. So then I'd I'd send him home and be like, okay, great. Thanks for the day. It was fun. And then I ask why. And she's like, he ordered two shots when you were in the bathroom. And then he, then he said, never mind, just one. And he took one shot before you got back from the bathroom. Oh, my God. Because he didn't want to pay for your shot. So bad. So bad. That's so bad. Who cares about who pays? Just get all the dirt, you know? Get info. I think we're also, like, touching on something else. Is like, what does dating mean to you? Like you were saying earlier. Is it a celebration? Is it just a meet? Based on what it means to you, that's how you can set up your first dates. If it's purely a meet, don't go somewhere super elaborate, like go somewhere that, you know, is easy. And you can even say to someone, hey, like, you know, craziness about our dating, I kind of treat the first date as a meet. And if we're down with it, I'd love to take you on like a great first date the next one. So then they don't feel like you're cheap or whatever. But you also might not have to go and pay for 10 different people. Like if that's not how you're viewing dating. Yeah, love it. Communication. We're afraid to talk about it. We're doing all these like fake reaches and trying to 
like have someone read our minds and connect the dots and let's just be open with it. Like we don't and need to try to play Nancy Drew and figure out if they're a feminist <laughs> and want us to pay. Just ask. <laughs> yeah, none of that shit matters when you're in a relationship. Just remember that. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing is like we need to remember a lot of this is ingrained in us and taking that, you know, next step of being like, is this something I truly believe and is a core value to me yeah. versus something this, that's just been said that I think like I think a lot of us too, we got this message as young women of if they like you, they'll pay. But yeah. I don't know if that really is true anymore at all. So it's not. Not. <laughs> There's so many factors as we've been discussing. It's not just that one thing. So we need to really, you know, take all the stuff and really break it down of where it's coming from. Ah, okay. Well, that was a very beefy brunch talk that we just did. So <laughs> I can't wait till this goes up in the Facebook group and love at the time of Corona. The and there is some feedback and comments because like we're just two people and we had a lot of differences and we've played yeah. out all different scenarios. You know, it runs the gamut. <laughs> a lot of it, what people Everyone view. has a very strong opinion about this. So let's hear it all. I think ultimately though, it's a it's a factor of finding someone compatible for you too. You yes. know, like if you truly are a feminist and don't want someone to pay for you and the guy is more traditional and can't imagine a world where he isn't paying on the first date there's probably some disconnect there oh yeah oh yeah all right thank you for that question it's a very <laughs> very good question keep the questions coming again you can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or dm us on instagram at datablepodcast we love love these questions we can't say that enough so keep them coming and we'll keep answering them and they go out um, on Sundays and you can get you can get a snippet of it on our Instagram and TikTok once they go out too. All right. Anything else, Julie? Nope. Enjoy your brunch. Right. We'll see you next week. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Mm-hmm.